Hey, Joshua Segafis here. On this podcast, I teach men and women how to increase their attraction, level up their dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. If you're sick of a dating or relationship life that sucks, stick around. This is exactly where you want to be. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Joshua Segafis here. Listen, I just opened up my new mastermind tribe, an exclusive community where alpha-minded men and women can get the individualized coaching and guidance they need to truly level up their dating game and embrace the alpha mentality. Find it at joshuasegafis.com forward slash mastermind tribe or check below. You should find a link in the comments. It's free for the first month. And if you believe in anything I say or talk about, this is the ultimate mastermind tribe for you. Go sign up. I'll see you there and we'll crush it together. Now let's get on to today's episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Joshua Segevis podcast. This is the podcast show where we talk about how to increase your attraction, level up your dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. I want to talk about a woman's notch count and whether it matters in this episode today. Now, this is going to be a raw one. It's going to be unfiltered. I am going to take a walk because for the first time in a long time, the temperature is up above freezing. I just got back from the boxing gym, been killing it at the boxing gym, but I want this nice evening walk, and there's a little bit of wind, but I put the windscreen on my headset, so I'm hoping we'll catch some good audio here. Now, <clears throat> there are there are two sides of the conversation, generally speaking, when it comes to what a guy should think about you know, when he learns a woman's notch count. Well, actually, there are three, to be honest. There are kind of three schools of thought. The first one is, well, don't ask, because you're not going to like the answer, no matter what you hear. This is very beta. This is super fucking beta answer. So let's just rule that out right away. Um, that's, not the, that's not the reason not to ask, right? It's because you won't like the answer. The reason not to ask if you don't want to ask is because you don't care because it doesn't matter to you and it shouldn't matter to you if you have an alpha mindset. Okay. So now I don't necessarily think that that's the way to go, but that's a way to go. You can just not care. You can just, you know, judge her based on the merits she is laying out before you in the relationship and with the behaviors she's displaying and whatnot. And you can make a decision about whether you think she's a compliment to your life based on that. And you don't have to even delve into that past. Okay. Now here's the second school of thought. It's a very liberal school of thought. And this is, this is kind of what the simps, the white knights, the, uh, you know, the more beta men tend to think. They say, you know, women you know, we live in an age where women are finally empowered to be equal. Therefore, they should be able to have all the sex they want without ever being penalized. You go, girl. You got a notch count in the 20s, 30s, 50s, 100s, thousands. Get it. Yeah, powerful woman. Women are better than men anyway, right? So this is what the simps and the, the white knights and everyone, this is what they kind of think, okay? Now, you can live however you want. I don't believe that every man is going to be an alpha out here. It's, it's kind of like saying every person is going to be um, a one percenter. It's, it's not possible. But in this podcast, I'm assuming I'm speaking directly to men and women who want to live the alpha lifestyle. So we collectively want to be alphas, okay? So I'm telling you that this is not the way of the alpha to just, you know, say, 
that more power to women, they should rack up all the notch counts they can. Um, it doesn't, I, I, I don't think that like you should glorify a woman for having a super high notch count, right? In, in it's much the same way. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but it's kind of like you wouldn't glorify a man for having, you know, zero notch count. You wouldn't glorify a man for never having had sex. You would kind of think to yourself, that's actually kind of interesting. It's a little extreme. Most guys have at least, you know, five, six, seven, you know, sexual experiences under their belt by the time they're, uh, you know, you know, by the time they've gotten well into adulthood, and with women, it's the same way. Most women have a certain number of experiences, which kind of falls into the normal range. And then then you have women at the, the upper levels of that. And then it gets a little extreme. And so then you think, oh my, you know, that's a little extreme. I'm recognizing it's extreme, but I don't know that it really matters to me. I think that that's the, the proper way, you know, to, to deal with that. I think that's the proper mindset for that particular school of thought. Okay, now we have the other school of thought, which I think is the most interesting, which is going to kind of be what the majority of this episode is about. And the guys in the manosphere, the red pill guys, you know, these these types, they, there's this soundbite that they use. And basically they say something like, a woman with a high notch count is bad news because... Basically, like, there's like, there's kind of like some scientific studies that quote, and, and I'm going to be real with you. I don't have them in front of me. I'm not going to quote them. Um, you know, I'm just kind of saying what I've heard people say. <clears throat> they say things like, when a woman gets past seven or so partners, it starts to have an impact on her ability to like bond and imprint on men, you know, and get really emotionally attached to them. Okay. So in other words, the idea, the, the idea here is trying to, you know, trying to pair bond with a woman who has been with a great deal, like a large number of partners is dangerous because if you know, you try to pair bond with her, there, you know, her ability to pair bond back with you is diminished because of the high notch count and the effect it has had on her brain and behavior. Okay. Now, you know, this, this is almost like, you know, what the Christians used to say in abstinence class is like, you know, <laughs> every new sexual experience muddies the water and kind of makes you a little dirtier. You know, that's kind of the same thing. Okay. Now, I disagree with this and and I don't think, I don't think that this um, science is being portrayed in the most accurate light. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to, admittedly, this is anecdotal. This is, I'm going to talk to you about my experience with women. Okay. Um, now keep in mind that I'm just one guy. I have had a lot of experiences with women, but this is the real shit from my life that I have seen and experienced and learned. And so I think it might be important to bring it up because this is just as real as it gets. Okay. Now, what I think is that the proper attitude a man should have toward a woman's notch count is this, and this is what I believe to be the true alpha male mindset that men should embody if they want to live with alpha mentality. I do believe that a conversation 
about the other person's relationship history is important. When I coach men or women, I often say that one of the very first conversations they should have when meeting a new potential dating partner is to ask them, so tell me about your relationship history. You know, tell me, tell me about your, you know, relationships leading up till now. You know, what, what's, what's your story? Tell me what you've been through. Tell me where you're at. And this is an important thing because first of all, this is important information that you deserve to know. And you should also be ready to share this information with new dating partners. You have to be able to be genuine about this and you have to be brave enough to ask them. And, you know, if they won't tell you, if they're like, well, I don't talk about my relationship history with people. I I consider that a red flag. It's just like, what are they hiding? It's also true that people who don't take responsibility for their past relationships are generally, that's a red flag thing. So for example, if you're talking to someone and you say, tell me about your relationship history. And basically they say, well, you know, I've been married four times. Each time was to a toxic, you know, narcissist who was mentally and emotionally abusive to me. You know, I've mostly just been with abusive men, toxic men, toxic, toxic, abusive, abusive, mentally, emotionally abusive, mentally, emotionally abusive. Like these sound bites are indicators of a serious red flag, okay? Now, the truth is, the absolute truth of the matter is that there aren't that many legitimate narcissists among us. You know, most of the time, men are not narcissists. They're just, you know, assholes. That's a big difference, okay? Another thing is, there's a big difference between fighting and being emotionally and mentally abused, okay? A lot of women these days, they overplay that because they don't want to sound like it was their fault, to be really honest with you, right? This is a beta mentality. Women can have beta mentality just like men and it's a red flag, okay? So you want to look for someone who who takes responsibility. So for example, you know, if you're talking to a lady and she says something like, I was married, I regret that, you know, it didn't work out because both of us had some issues. You know, he was angry and didn't seem to like his life. And I... I'll admit that I got married probably too soon before I knew what I was looking for. And I also cheated on him, you know, which I regret. And I I think that that definitely was a nail in the coffin of the failed marriage, you know. You know, so in other words, you're looking for someone who will, you know, talk to you in a normal, decent human way about their relationship history and take responsibility for their part of it. You're looking for this as a sign that they're not, you know, someone who lives in victim mentality, always blaming other people because you never want to date a victim. That's bad news. Absolute red flag. Don't want to date someone with victim mentality. Okay. So now notch count doesn't necessarily fit into that, but that is kind of, you know, notch count lies down that same pathway where you ask about the relationship history. Okay. Now in the same conversation where you ask about the relationship history, I also believe it's in a person's best interest to then hardball this person with what they're looking for. I believe in this approach very much. And this doesn't have a whole lot to do with notch count, but it does have to do with intention. And I want to talk about this. So in other words, you sit down with a woman, she is gracious enough to tell you her relationship history. And if she sounds like someone who's, you know, taking responsibility and giving you an accurate representation, remember nobody's perfect. Everyone's made mistakes. So, you know, we don't, we're not trying to rule out people who are imperfect because everyone's imperfect. We just want to make sure that this woman sitting across from us is not victim mentality driven. Okay. Now 
Then you share your history with her and you take responsibility for your shit that you did wrong because you don't want to live like a victim. Don't be blaming everyone. Anyone who says all my exes were toxic and I just haven't been able to find any good people. That's complete and utter bullshit. Complete bullshit. If they don't take any responsibility for it, that's complete victim mentality, super red flag. I don't care if they're doing it. I don't care if you're doing it. It's, it's a red flag. So we have to learn to take responsibility for our actions. Okay. And this is a very important green flag behavior. Now, <clears throat> after you have the conversation about your relationship history and, you know, then, then I always recommend that my students transition into another part of the conversation. That is what you want from your dating experience. So for me, for example, the last time I was dating, now I have a girlfriend now, but the last time I was single and dating and meeting people on dating apps and stuff, here's basically what I would say. I would say, yeah, so I just got out of, you know, this relationship so many months ago. I'm now single, so I'm dating. I'm dating multiple people. I'm getting to know people. I'm expanding my social circles. And what I'm looking for ultimately is... You know, I want to get to know people. I'm not in a hurry. I want to take my time. Um, I want to date, you know, as many cool, awesome people as I have the time for so that I can really widen my net. And what I'm looking for ultimately is to find someone who I can settle down with, someone I can be in a relationship with, someone I can eventually live with, and we can have a family. That's what I ultimately want. That's my goal. And that's what I'm working toward. You know, so I would pitch this, let them know exactly what my plan is, what my goals are in dating. I believe this is incredibly important. This is especially important for women, but men can benefit from this too. You'll notice that it'll make your, it'll make your relationship uh, or your dating situation that much easier. Okay. Now, with that being said, I just had to put that in there because it speaks to intention. Now, here's the thing. So far, there's not really a reason to get too freaked out about notch count. And I'm going to explain why. Here's the thing. I have been with women who were virgins. I've been with women with, who had been with four or five guys. I've been with women who have been with 30 to 50 guys. I've been with women who had notch counts in the hundreds, possibly the thousands. Okay. Um, I'm not sure about the thousands, um, it depends on how honest a few women were being with me, but let's suffice it to say that at least in the hundreds, okay? So I've, I've dated women across the whole spectrum. And the first thing I'm going to tell you is that if you think to yourself, well, I'm, le- I'm leery of dating a woman with more sexual experience than me because she's going to not be able to bond with me as well, that is a misconception. Because I've had women in every single one of those categories be incredibly enthusiastic about wanting to be with me. Like, you know, pair bond with me, build up a great deal of attachment to me, like want me really badly. Like, you know, and and I was... I was almost always the one to cut it off or to say, no, I'm not, I don't want to move forward for some reason. Okay. So, so, you know, I, I have experienced even women who have been with hundreds of other men, you know, they wanted me and they really displayed that value and that all, why did they do that? Because my attraction metrics are very high. That's why it's, it's not rocket science. The wind is so bad. I hope this audio comes out halfway usable. Uh, anyway, 
So that's the, that's the real shit. That's the real truth, okay? Is because my attraction metrics are high, my masculine frame is nailed down, and that's where it all is. That's where attraction is. doesn't matter if, they, if they've been with a lot of guys, maybe. You know, there is something to be said for the fact that you lose um, some of your ability to pair bond as easily when you've been with a lot of people. That experience definitely is, um, is relevant, okay? And I'm going to, I'm going to talk about that for a minute too. And this is, I think where some people get, they kind of misconstrue the idea that if a woman's been with like more than seven guys that they, you know, can't pair bond as well. So here's the thing. And Jordan Peterson talks about this at great length. When you be, when you've been with um, a certain number of people, you do begin to, you do begin to think of pair bonding a little differently. Um, and I'm not quite sure why I'm not a, you know, a neurologist. I'm not a so, social scientist. I don't know. But here's my experience. The first five or six women I was with, I had intense, incredible feelings for. They were like romantic. I was so infatuated. I was just like knocked off my feet by how much in love I was with these women, right? To the point where if something went wrong, I would cry. I would be so upset. If it went well, I'd be just high as a kite on the euphoria of that love. Just like really crazy up and down roller coaster of experiences. Okay. But then <clears throat> I kept at it, you know, you know, five women turned into 10, 10 turned into 20, 20 turned into 40. Okay. And as I had more and more experiences with a more and more diverse range of women, I came to realize that my threshold for attachment was beginning to diminish. Okay, so, well, the threshold diminished, the threshold increased. So it became harder for me to feel feelings of romance, love, you know, et cetera. It turned more into very much, you know, lust. Um, and then attachment was kind of the one that was more difficult to build. It was very unusual for me to grow attached to a woman after a certain point. <clears throat> um, pretty easy to feel lust. <clears throat> and also, uh, it was pretty easy to, well, it wasn't, I didn't feel much infatuation either. It kind of got to the point where it was reduced down to more of a, you know, can we be good friends? Can we have some hot sex? Is she hot? You know, do I enjoy seeing her naked? Do I like touching her? You know, can we, can we have good orgasms together? Well, there you go. There we go. You know, that's, she's my kind of girl, I guess, you know, that's, that kind of got down to where it was for me. Okay. So there probably is some mechanism that causes us to not pair bond as well after, you know, so many partners, um, it might make us more numb, right? But here's the thing. I also believe that this experience has made me a better man and a better person because back, if I would have settled for one of those first five women I was with, the ones I like had intense, crazy feelings for, I would not have been anywhere near the man I am today. Being with <coughs> a, a lot of women has helped me to understand women better. It's helped me to understand how to be a better lover how to be better at sex, how to understand women better. I've always taken my opportunities with women to learn about them, to ask them questions about their life, about their previous relationships, to ask them what their desires are, 
what their pain points are in dating. Like I've always been so interested in hearing women talk about these things. And so all those experiences helped me to learn so much. So now my experience is that, you know, if I choose to be with a woman, I can give her a much higher quality experience than I ever could have before. Right. And because I've been sexually successful and I live in sexual abundance, I, I have much better, a much better outlook on like the sexual scarcity, sexual abundance thing, right? I, I'm, I'm much more at peace with myself. I have a lot more confidence, higher self-esteem and that sort of thing, okay? And I don't doubt myself. Like I'm not afraid of relationships not working. Why? Because it's easy for me to go get another one. It's easy for me to be single but still have a great sex life. So that's the, that's the, that's the thing, right? So long story short, I think that in my experience... The manosphere and some men in that space, they overplay the importance that notch count plays in that particular way. I I don't think it really matters that much. I think that if you are a man who lives in a masculine frame, it's inevitable that women are going to be drawn to you and they're going to want to pair bond with you. I really believe that's the case. Okay, now let's, uh, let's talk about another aspect of this. So there's a question to be asked that is, you know, as a man, like, wouldn't it make you feel a little bit less confident to be with a woman who has a higher notch count than you? Okay, this is another question. And, and this one, this one is understandable, right? Uh, and this is partly why men need to go out and get sexually experienced. I believe that when men reach the point in their life when it's time for them to mate in the wild, you know, go out have, as young men have their, you know, their hookups, their flings, short-term dating, short-term mating experiences. It is so loud here. Oh my God. I should have filmed this episode in my office. It is windy. There are literally fire trucks flying past me. It is crazy loud out here. Uh, Anyway, so some guys, you know, they, they might be like, well, if she's been with 150 guys and I've only been with three girls, how could I ever hope to give her the kind of experience that will just make her fall in love with me? And there is some truth to that. Uh, women want to have their worlds rocked in bed. It actually makes a really big difference. It makes a huge difference. Like if a woman is getting, you know, kind of subpar sex or, you know, the sex isn't super great compared to what she's had, she's going to be much less likely to see that guy as a viable option. So learning how to be a good lover, learning how to please a woman in that respect is actually really important. So to counter this, when men reach adulthood, they should really go out and start dating. They should go out and they should start having experiences with women. They should start dating many different women. They should start having hookups, flings, that kind of thing. Of course, they should do it safely. However... Going out and having those types of experiences will help them to build sexual prowess. And, you know, and so once you get to a certain number, you know, a certain place, you become really proficient. Like you become way more, uh, you know, you're, you, if you keep learning, keep studying, you're going to get way more um, skilled in the bedroom at, at pleasing women. So, for example, I, I was kind of clueless 
you know, around my point where I was up to 10 or 15 on the notch count, like I was still struggling to kind of figure out what women wanted. And by the time I got into the twenties in my notch count, it was, I was a lot more comfortable. I knew a lot better what women wanted, but now keep in mind that I also was reading books. I've read a lot of books just straight up about sex. I've listened to podcasts about it. And there's a reason for it. As men, we have to learn what women are looking for, what women want. Another thing that I was always really pretty good about was when I would do something to a woman, I would ask her, I would say things like, do you like this better or do you like this other thing better? So like maybe I rub a little bit softer and then I say, do you like that better? Or then rub a little harder and say, do you like that better? And then maybe, you know, just different movements like that. And so in doing that, I would come to learn what that particular woman wanted. And, you know, women aren't that different. Like women do like different things, but it's surprising how, you know, once you nail a really good technique with one woman, like the odds of that technique working on another woman are very, very high. So, um, of course there are outliers. There are always outliers, but as a general rule, that's something that I've noticed. So, in the confidence area, yes, you can suffer from confidence. It can mess with you and it can actually mess with your attraction if you're not as skilled as some of the men she's been with. It, it does actually matter. Even if your other sexual value metrics are on point, it'll be hard to make up for not rocking her world in the bedroom. So you do need to learn how to do it. And to do that, you just go out in the wild before you settle down and you have a lot of experiences. You practice with women. You practice with them and get good with them. Um, I think that you have to try to be with, you know, at least several different women to make this happen. I, I think that, you know, by the time a guy's been with about 15 women or so, he'll have a much better idea of how to be a good lover, a good a good bedroom partner, and that'll really help him, okay? You don't have to be Casanova. You don't have to be a rock star in the bedroom. You don't have to be, you know, blowing your mind and doing crazy shit all the time. You know, you have to be competent, though. It has to be a skill that you're good at if you want to please a woman. And there's nothing worse than, like, getting into a relationship and having the woman, like, not like the sex because she's going to talk shit about it to her friends. She's going to complain about his little dick or how he, you know, he's a two-pump chump or whatever. Like, that's just going to happen. So you don't want that as a man. You want your woman to go to other girls and say, oh my God, he, you know, I couldn't even walk after last night. It was so good. It blew my mind. It was the best I've ever had. Like, that's what you want her to say to her friends because that shows what, where she's at and what she's feeling. And of of course you're not going to be there, but if you're doing a good job, that's probably what she'll say, you know? And it's important to be studying up on that. Okay. So that actually matters. Um, But here's the thing. Once again, you don't have to know her notch count to be doing this. You should just be actively engaged in the process of trying to become the best man you can at these things. And then whenever you get with a woman, maybe it'll turn out that she hasn't been with that many guys and you'll really blow her mind. Or maybe she's been with a bunch of high value guys and you'll be pretty damn good you know, if not the best, even though there's more competition, that's still okay because there's a lot of other qualities about you that she likes. And as long as the sex doesn't suck, well, then there's no reason to write you off for that, right? Now, here's a, here's one other thing that I think it is deserves to be talked about. I believe that, um, as men, it, you know, it's not a bad idea to ask 
a woman what her notch count is. I, I think it's interesting. I'm curious. It doesn't bother me. Like I, it literally has zero impact on my confidence. I do think that it's a fun challenge when a woman has been with fewer partners. Like if I get with a woman and I find out she's only been with like four or five guys, then I think to myself, this is going to be so much fun. Like I'm going to like, you know, like not to brag, but like with my skills, with the amount of probably poor experiences she's had, probably hasn't, you know, with only five guys, the odds of her having a mind-blowing experiences are going to be kind of slim. Like, I mean, her soul's going to leave her body, you know, when I'm done with her. That's kind of my, that's kind of my attitude. And so I think that that's a big challenge and a whole lot of fun. And so that kind of excites me. With that being said, it doesn't matter. If a woman tells me, oh yeah, I don't even know how many guys I've been with. Maybe 200, 300. It's like, whatever. I don't really care. Because I think, oh, okay, well, cool. Like, you know, that's, that's, that's totally fine. It doesn't hurt my confidence. I'm not worried because I'm capable and I know I'm capable of giving a girl a good time, right? I'm not at all worried about that. So that's where men, I believe, have to get because when I was younger, I used to mess with me. Like, and I know guys who this messes with, like, I know guys who it'll really get to their head. They'll be like, you know, if a girl tells a guy, if a guy's been with three women, and then a girl tells him that she's been with 150 men, he's going to be sitting there and it's going to, he's going to start thinking, well, shit, like, you know, if she's been with that many, what could I really do for her? Like, I'm probably going to suck. What if she doesn't like it? And that not, not only is that going to start to fuck with him mentally, but it's also going to fuck with his performance because what's going to happen is, um, you know, he's going to start to second guess himself. He's going to start to overthink it when they're actually in the moment. And it's going to probably make him, it's probably going to make him, his energy feel weird. And it's going to make him even less, like it's going to make it less enjoyable than it would have been had he just put it out of his mind and did what he usually did, like with confidence, like that would have been better, right? So there's a psychological element to it that you have to keep in mind. And you can't let that stuff psych you out as a man. You have to be on your game, right? It really is all about that woman. It's all about, as a man, you're seeking value, striving to be a high-value man, and you know you are, right? But then this woman sitting across from you, you think, is she worth it? Is she high-value? Is she beautiful? Am I into her? Is she kind? You know, is she respectful? Are we having a good conversation? Could this become something special, you know? And then, then when it comes to the intimacy, you just think, you know, I, I, you know, I want to do the best I can, but I want to enjoy myself. I see it's part of confidence. It's like, you know, I'll be honest with you. When I'm with a woman, I'm to the point where, to be really honest, pleasing a woman isn't really super at the forefront of my mind. When I'm thinking about being intimate with a woman, I'm kind of thinking, what do I want her to do for me? What am I, what am I going to tell her to do when we're together in that way? And I start to think about that because here's this thing. I'm so confident in my ability to please a woman that I'm thinking, um, well, I don't really have to worry about pleasing her. I know I'm going to do that. Like it's probably going to be one of the best, um, one of the best experiences she's ever had, to be honest, because my performance will be very good. I have no doubt of that. However, 
you know, what am I going to ask her to do? I wonder if she's going to take initiative or if I'll have to give her some commands or tell her what I want or something. And that's fun. That's a fun thing. It's really fun to explore that with a person. It's really fun that in the beginning, it can be a little awkward and the two of you may not know exactly what to do. So you just start doing things and you very quickly figure out what the, the two of you like and what you like about each other. And that's so much fun. And it's very beautiful. And it's not something to get stressed out about. It's something to enjoy. But we do get stressed out about it because we overthink it. And that's part of why I wanted to talk about this notch count thing is because I think a lot of guys just overthink it, right? Even if you're a guy who's only been with one or two or three women and then you get with a woman who's been with more guys, like I don't want you to overthink it. I don't want you to be sitting there psyching yourself out. I don't want you to be thinking, well, she's been with more than seven guys. Um, you know, maybe this is a bad decision because am I wasting my time on her? Like, you know, because she can't pair bond as well as virgin girls. Like, is she going to, like, is this simping me, you know, having sex with her overthinking this stuff? Like that's all overthinking. You just live your life and you do things that you like and you do them with people that you like and you have fun and you try to just have fun and you laugh when things go wrong and it's not that big a deal, right? Because um, life, life happens. It, you know, things come and go. Women come and go. You know, you, you make a plan with a girl, you have her over, you have a great experience, but at some point she's going to leave and you're going to go back to your life and you're going to keep lifting weights and you're going to keep reading good books and you're going to keep meditating and leveling up and getting your money. And it's, it's not going to be that big a deal. It's not worth getting stressed out about. It's not worth getting upset about. And this is why the alpha mentality is so important. Because as men, we have to get on top of all of these things in our minds, in our feelings, our emotions. We have to take responsibility and we have to get control of our feelings and not let it not let those feelings ruin our interactions with women. It's very important. It is hard to do. It's very hard to do. But that is why I'm making this episode and why I think it's important. So at the end of the day, I'm going to summarize. Does notch count, does a woman's notch count matter? <clears throat> really? I'm going to say no. Um, it's a factor. And it, the status of that factor will it have a small impact on your interactions with that woman, but it's not a big deal. It's not super important. Um, it doesn't matter if she's been with very few people or if she's been with a bunch of people. The fact of the matter is that if you're a high-value man and your masculine frame is on point and you've been working to become the best man you can be, and you're also actively engaged in the process of trying to understand women and female nature better, you know, then the simple fact of the matter is that you're probably going to do pretty good. And she may very well get attached to you, and it won't matter if she's been with hundreds of guys. It won't matter that much. <clears throat> and even, even then, we have to be strong enough, stoic enough as men to understand that sometimes women come and sometimes women go. If you start to date a woman and you're kind of thinking, well, she's not really bonding with me like I thought she might. Oh, well, 
you continue it as long as you want. Maybe at some point you walk away and that's okay because you've been bettering yourself the whole time and you'll just, you'll just move on to the next chapter and that's, that is also okay and there's nothing wrong with that. So that's going to pretty much conclude this one. Go with grace, my friends. Never give up your power. This is Josh Segafis signing off. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit www.joshuasegafis.com. Catch you on the flip side.